and he is preaching God's word. It looks like a prophet after 400 years of silence has showed up. What we need to do is find out about it. So they went down with three relevant questions. Number one, are you Samuel? Number one, are you Elijah? No. Number two, are you the prophet that Moses spoke of? No. Number three, are you the Messiah? No. He said, I think the angel there looked for him in the sky and to prepare the way for him. And what happened? The second question is what you need to preach to the people. You need to tell them what you need to tell them. And the next day is Sunday the Baptist. And the third day, he didn't go to a building. There are six fishermen who obviously had had a big catch and caught the next fish, and they come down together from the Shabbat Rock. Jews gather them from Hermon Porphyria. They come down from the Shabbat Rock. When they're there, here's what happens. The next day, he saw Jesus toward him, or coming toward him. Yes, Jesus toward him. Behold, the Lamb of God. And as the, the next day, he saw Jesus. That's John the Baptist. Saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, if I could stop there for one second, um, everything that's coming to their mind is what they said. But it's a gospel message. God has sent not a lamb that sacrifices Jesus for the leader to come and save us, but one who is and will be the Christ. And he said to him, um, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. Now John the Baptist sees the Spirit. That's a big deal. He is sending all of those people who are trusting in Christ to anoint in the fulfillment of all of the promises and all of the prophecies in the Old Testament as God's Son, the Lamb of God. And then what happens the next day? Let's go there. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples. Jesus and his teacher. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, Who, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, you will see. So they came and saw where he was standing, and they stayed with him that day, for there was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and follow Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, who first saw his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ, who brought him to Jesus. And he brought him to Jesus. Andrew went to Jesus. He was looking for the real Christ, the Son of God. Paul did not go to Jerusalem. 
uh, as we're driving down uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, down Central Avenue, and there's this thing, I don't know, there ain't anymore, 7-Eleven. used to be one right here in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. There was a 7-Eleven, and right as I was passing it, I saw an old friend of mine, a friend of mine, Larry, and his wife, they were going this way, I was going that way. I said, Larry, he said, Harry, and uh, it's a great conversation going. And so we both whipped around, and we pulled into the 7-Eleven, and I'm, si- I'm sitting here, and he's sitting there, and I'm leaning out the, dri- the driver's window, and he's leaning out his driver's window, and ha- said, hey, Harry, how the, and I can't explain what he means there for me. Uh, it's not exactly pulpit language. And so I, uh, and then I said, hey, Larry, it's going great. And I said, look, before you say anything else, I got to tell you something. I said, how'd become a Christian? He said, what? What the? And now I can't tell you what he said then. <laughs> and so um, he said, you're a Christian? Are you? What, 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 what kind of joke is this? And so I began to just kind of blurt it out. And I noticed, I thought my car was late uh, because he was just moving away. I mean, and I, I, so I put the brakes on, and then I noticed he was still moving. And I realized uh, it wasn't me that was rolling. He was rolling away. And he said, yeah, Harry, that's, that's really good. Uh, let's follow up on that later. I got to run. I'll see you later. So <laughs> I turned to my wife. I said, how would I do? She said, I don't think you did too good. Uh, I've, got a pr- I've got a very honest wife. She said, I don't think you did too good. Well, about three months later, I'm at a restaurant, Sid and I. Guess who we saw? We saw Larry and his wife. Larry comes up, puts me in a bear hug, shakes me. He says, Harry, guess what? I said, what? He said, I've committed my life to Christ. I'm a Christian. I said, really? You know, I was just, he said, yeah, no, I remember you talking to me about it. And I said, and now you're a Christian? He said, yeah. And I said, was it something I said as I looked at Cindy? (laughs) He said, no, you didn't make much sense. (laughs) He said, but he said, I decided I was going to go to church next Sunday to find out what would change somebody like you that much. And so, um, and then another guy took over from that point. Well, that's just what happens as, as you begin to get engaged in the process. And you Christians are special. Let me just finish with this. And once, let, just let me give you this to finish it with, though. You bring, you bring them to him by bringing him to them. But you cannot and you will not bring him to them until you have come be here as long as you want to talk about what it means to come to Christ. It is life changing holy grace. It is unbelievable. And I would love to invite you to come this morning. If you have, raise your hand. If you have, bear witness to them. To encourage your brothers and sisters and to bring them Don't bring them to him by bringing him to them. And watch, after you bring them to him, guess what's going to happen? They're going to bring others to him. This is multiplication because here's John the Baptist. And he brings Andrew and he brings um, John to Jesus. John goes gets James, his brother. Andrew goes gets Peter, his brother. Then the next day, I don't have time, they go get Philip and Nathaniel. And they come to Christ. Now you got six of the disciples already put together in this room. And how many people are they going to bring? Here's Peter, 3,000 here. That's just counting the men. 5,000 here. That's just counting the men. This thing is multiplied. I'll finish with this that affects my life. You may have heard it, but hear it to the end. There's a, there's a guy who's a teacher. His name was Edward Kimball. 
And a- Edward Kimball taught a Sunday school class. And he had a little teenage, not a little, he's a teenage boy, a pretty big teenage boy, that was working with him in the sheep, in the sheep shed. And he said, I want to tell him about Jesus. And so he was, he was just intimidated. Finally, one day he walked by three times, and then he stopped and said, would you like to be a Christian? It's not exactly a sophisticated uh, evangelism explosion presentation. But would you like to be a Christian? And he, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, well, would you come to Sunday school with me? I teach Sunday school classes. Yes, in addition, long story short, the teenage boy becomes a Christian. His name is D.L. Moody. Would you like to know how many he led to Christ? Let me tell you one. When he did a crusade in England, he led a, young man, he led a man to Christ by the name of F.B. Meyer, who became one of the most prolific evangelists throughout all of Great Britain. Edward Kimball. We called it workplace witness. D.L. Moody. Then, F.B. Meyer, who shared Jesus with a guy named Wilbur Chapman. You ever heard of Youth for Christ? And then Wilbur Chapman led a guy to Christ, a baseball player by the name of Billy Sunday. And then Billy Sunday led a guy to Christ by the name of Mordecai Hamm, and now you're getting closer to Christ. Because in the 1930s, in the Charlotte, North Carolina, there was a terribly very uh, owned by a guy named James Graham. My granddaddy went there every weekend. They were praying for revival in Charlotte. God led them to invite Mordecai Ham, who had been led to Christ by Wilbur Chapman, who had been led to Christ by F.B. Meyer, who had been led to Christ by D.L. Moody, thank God, and Edward Kimball. Mordecai Ham came in the 1930s. A wonderful church was birthed out of that revival. God led him through the Billy Graham business. A wonderful movement of the gospel. I can tell you plenty of people that are converted there, but God did great and glorious things out of the Mordecai Ham revival. But interestingly, the little boy that was playing in the room next to the prayer room came to Christ as a teenager. His name was Billy Graham. Franklin Graham's son. And how God has used him. In fact, 12 years later, they brought him back for his first evangelistic ministry in his hometown of Charlotte at his home church, Calvary. In 1948, he stood and preached, and at the end of the sermon, he simply took a step forward and said, anybody that would like to come and talk to me about Jesus, come on down. And this man, Billy Graham, who gave that invitation, an 18-year-old man with his 18-year-old wife and their two-month-old baby came and gave his life to Jesus. She gave her life to Jesus. And they committed the boy to Jesus. My, My daddy and I did that when I was a boy. I thank God for Edward Kimball. Bring them to me by bringing him to them. Watch what God does. Father, thank you for the moments we could be together. Thank you for all of these students and what you're doing in their life. As you do your work in them, do your work upon them and do your work through them. And as we bring Jesus to others to bring them to Jesus, would you change their lives so that everything else changes and we begin to see the preeminence of Christ in all things. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you.